This is the Encounter Community Church podcast, where we will take one or two nuggets from Sunday's message and look at how we can take, utilize, and apply it to our lives. Welcome to the Encounter Community Church podcast. My name is Ken Ballard Jr. and I am so excited about today. Now, I usually say I'm excited because you're here, and I still am, but I'm excited for a different reason. And, and here's one of the reasons why is because, you know, many of you have heard about our challenges with the dog. And I think a couple weeks ago, I shared that we were going to meet a new dog. Well, that new dog has become our dog. Yes, we have a brand new member of the family. His name is Atlas. He is a 98-pound bulldog mix, pit bull mix, um, actually a pit bull mix. We think it might be Mastiff because he is massive. Isn't there a reason why they call Mastiff? Because they're massive, <laughs> right? And, and he is. He's, he's a big pit, uh, but he's also a huge sweetheart. So it's, it's been great spending time with him and getting to know him. And, you know, one of the challenges, I guess, has been, because I talked about this a few a couple of weeks ago, I believe, where I talked about one of my struggles that I have is a fear of dogs. Like, I still do wrestle with it. I, I've been able to push through it a little bit more because of sugar. My, my last dog just really softened my heart to the possibilities of what dogs could be and really helped with a lot of the fears that I had. However... You know, our very first night with Atlas, I, I have to admit that my, my fears kicked in. And it, and it was hard. It, it was really hard. It was something I really had to process through. So the very first night uh, he was with us, he actually so he sleeps in our bedroom uh, with us just to kind of help him be able to, to get adjusted. So he sleeps with us. Probably that's where he's always going to sleep. But he's, he's a pretty big dog. And so what happens is if you're laying in bed, his face comes right up to your face. <laughs> and when you are wrestling with the fear of dogs, that could be a little bit challenging. So I'm laying down in bed and all of a sudden, there he is. And so it, it really was. It was something that I had to work through. And he has made it easier because he is. He, he really is a great dog. So he has made it easier for me to go through that and process through but with that in mind, I think that that's one of the things I really want to encourage us to begin to think about is how are we going through the challenges that we're facing? How are we processing the challenge that we're facing? How are we processing life? How are we looking at the things that are happening around us? And can we take, are we taking some of the lessons in life? Because I'll tell you, that's one of the things that helped me with my fear is just remembering how sugar was and how sugar worked with me and how sugar showed love. And in this process, I thought that was one of the things that helped me that night. Like if sugar could show that kind of love, then, then maybe Atlas can too. Although Atlas is taller and 45 pounds bigger and a face that could probably bite off my face. <laughs> but, but it was something that, I was able to process through, and I think one of the things that helped me again to do that was sugar. 
And, and this is what we talked about on Sunday because we wrapped up our series that we've been doing called The New Normal. And what we worked through was this simple question of how are we taking and applying the lessons that we've learned from COVID-19 as well as through the racial unjust injustice that we see, the racial challenges that we see, how are we processing and, and working our way through it? You know, one of the, the quotes that I read last Sunday was by a guy named George Santayana, and he said this, he said, those who cannot remember the past are condemned to repeat it. Remember that? Some of you are familiar with that quote. You've heard it in the past. But again, I think that that's great. Those who cannot remember the past are condemned to repeat it. And it's one of those things that I think if, if we don't make a commitment to truly learn from the lessons of COVID-19, from the lessons of this racial turmoil and challenge that we find ourselves in, if we don't learn from these lessons, then we are destined to repeat it. Now, hopefully, when we go through a lesson in the future, it will not be as bad as COVID-19. <laughs> hopefully, it won't be as bad. However, we do have to ask ourselves, am I preparing? Am I preparing my mind, my heart, my spirit? Am I preparing myself so that when I face another challenge in the future, because of what I've learned through the challenges of COVID-19, I'm able to be better prepared for what it is that I'm going through. I'm able to be better prepared for what it is that I'm facing. Better prepared for this challenge that I, I find myself working through right now. Am I allowing myself to do just that? Are you? So I do want to challenge you to make it a point to really, really wrestle with that, to, to allow your heart and your spirit to really reflect on that. And, and here's what I encourage people to do on Sunday, and I want to encourage you to do this as well when you get a chance is, and I actually, I mentioned this in the vlog as well. So if you watched it this week, I, I said this too, but I, I really want to encourage you to sit down with a pen and paper and just think about where you were at before COVID-19 started and where you're at right now. Where are you at? What have you learned during that time? What have you learned during that challenge? And just begin to write some of those down. You know, for me, I'll tell you some of the things that really stood out to me as life lessons for COVID-19. I think the first life lesson that really stood out to me is this, is I am my brother's keeper. Now, for those of you that may not be familiar with that, there's this story in Genesis where there are these two brothers, Cain and Abel, they're famous brothers. And unfortunately, Cain gets jealous of Abel and commits murder. When God approaches Cain, God asks Cain, hey, where's Abel? And Cain's response was, am I my brother's keeper? Am I my brother's keeper? 
And in asking that question, really was he, what he was doing is he was deflecting. He was deflecting because he know he knew what he had done. God knew what he had done. And, and he and God have a conversation <laughs> after that because of the decision that Cain made. But I, I think that that's a question we need to chew on some today. Am, am I my brother's keeper? And I think biblically, the answer to that question is yes. Yes, I am. I am my brother's keeper. And if I love my brother the way God has called me to do, and I'm going to expand that a little bit. I'm going to expand, am I my brother's keeper too? Am I the keeper of my fellow man, of my fellow woman? Am I a keeper of my fellow person? <laughs> I'm going to expand that a little bit because I don't want us to get lost in the idea of the word brother. I want to expand our horizons on it. Am I my neighbor's keeper, my co-worker's keeper, the grocery store worker's keeper? I mean, we, we could just go through the list. Am I the keeper? And I think according to Jesus, because Jesus says to love your neighbor as yourself. So I, I would think the answer to that question is yes. So then what does it look like to be a keeper of my fellow man. One of the things I talked about on Sunday is wear a mask. Wear a mask. Because it's important for us to understand that wearing a mask, this is not a human rights issue. That's what many people have turned it into. You cannot take away my right to wear a mask. This is not a human rights issue. You know what this is? This is a love your neighbor issue. Do I love my neighbor enough to make sure that I am honoring and respecting him or her. Do, do I love my neighbor enough to do that? Because this is this has really become the hotbed of one of our conversations today, hasn't it? As, as we look at what's going on, as we look at what's happening, this idea of wearing a mask, it, it really has become a hotbed. I just wanted to read you a headline there was an article called, there was an article from the Business Insider. It was posted on my Newsbreak app. And it said this, anti-shoppers at Costco and Target throw tantrums and tear down mass displays, revealing a growing crisis for retail workers. And in this article, it goes on to say things like, viral videos show anti-mask customers acting out in Target and Costco. Another video shows a woman at a Costco in Oregon sitting on the floor and refusing to move when an employee asks her to wear a mask. The coronavirus has created a new crisis for retailers as they deal with anti-mask customers harassing and in some cases assaulting workers. And it just went through in the article of, of this list of people's response to wearing a mask. And it was, it, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, and then not only that, there's another, in that article, it talks about a woman named Maria Resendez, who was assaulted while working at McDonald's in late June 
after asking a customer to wear a mask. The 19-year-old fast food worker told Business Insider that the customer told her, I don't need no mask. And I don't need no Mexican, and he called her an, an, an inappropriate name, to tell me what to do before grabbing and hitting her through the drive through window. A Waffle House employee in Aurora, Colorado, was shot in May after asking a customer to wear a mask. And in early May, a Family Dollar, a family dollar security, uh, security guard was shot and killed in Michigan after telling a shopper she needed to wear a mask. The shopper's father shot the security guard in the head later that day. This is a mask, people. A mask. <laughs> but we've lost that loving. You've lost that love and feeling. We, we've lost it. Remember at that point where everybody was wearing a mask? Now, now we're not. But I, I really want to speak to those of you who call yourself a Christian. As I've said before, you need to wear your mask. And again, this is not a human rights thing. This is a love your fellow man thing. This is a love your neighbor thing. And one of the best ways to show that is to realize I am my brother's keeper. So therefore, I'll wear a mask. I'll wear a mask. I, I am my brother's keeper. So therefore, I'll march with you to, to stand for social justice. Again, there should be no greater voice for social justice in America than the voice of believers than the voice of believers. Now, I've listened to some pastors and some pastors have some issues with Black Lives Matter because of some of the stances of Black Lives Matter. And I understand that. I understand why they would have a challenge with it because some of the stances of Black Lives Matter also advances the cause of LGBT, LGBTQ communities. They do. I mean, it, it, they've, they've, they've intertwined those two elements together, racial equality, as well as equality for those of that community. So what pastors are saying is we should not support Black Lives Matter. And if that's your, if that's your, if that's your prerogative, I understand it. I get it. There's no judgment. But here's the problem that I have with that. The problem is the pastors who are standing against it are offering no alternative. So if you believe that you should not stand with Black Lives Matter because of this cause that they've intertwined with racial equality, then here's my challenge to you. Create something different. Create something that, uh, create a movement that stands for Christian morals and Christian principles that also champions racial equality. And if you don't, and I might lose some listeners from saying this, but 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 I really want you to understand this, what I feel. If you don't, then don't criticize. If you're not doing anything to advance the cause of racial equality because you are your brother's keeper, if you're not doing anything to advance the cause, then stop complaining. Then shut up. And maybe I'm, I'm on my own soapbox here, but but I, I'm... I'm I guess I get irritated because again, as Christians, what we'll do is we'll find a reason to not stand behind this cause 
But then we don't step up to say, but here's what I will do because of racial equality. Here's what I will do. Here's a program that I will start. Here is what our church will do. Here is what we make the commitment to do. Here's how we are going to step into the inner city and build relationships. Here's how we're going to serve in the community. Here is how we are going to talk to our police chief, our police chief of our city, and talk about what can we do to come alongside and work with our police chief to create an environment where African-Americans, where black people can drive through our city and not be afraid to lose their lives when they get pulled over. That's what I'll do. I'll go and, and I will talk to our police chief and build a relationship with the police chief and see what we can do there. What are you doing to cause change in our society? And if all you're gonna do is criticize Black Lives Matter because of where they stand out on this issue, but if you do nothing, then isn't that just as evil? Isn't that just as wrong? Is You say that you will not stand with this because it advances the cause of something that you stand against. Well, well shouldn't you also stand against police brutality? Shouldn't you also stand against racial injustice? Shouldn't you also stand against systemic racism? So how, and it's interesting, I, I honestly, I didn't plan on going in this direction, <laughs> but, but I, I just started thinking and all of these things started going through my mind. And, and so, and I, and I know, I, I know there's a possibility that I may lose listeners because of this. But who knows, maybe there's a possibility that I, I might challenge some people to go to their pastors and say, hey, pastor, I, I heard this podcast and, and he made a really good point. All we've stood, all we've done is we've stood up and we preached messages against Black Lives Matter because of their stance for the LGBTQ community. So we've decided we don't want to be a part of it. But that's all we've done, Pastor. All we've done is criticize. So, Pastor, what is our church going to do? So, so we're not going to be a part of Black Lives Matter, and I understand why we wouldn't be. What are we going to do? What are we going to do to stand for the cause of racial justice in our community? Because, Pastors, it is true that the loudest voice for social justice should be ours. Should be ours. So what are we going to do? So I am my brother's keeper. <laughs> That's one of the things I've learned over the course of COVID-19. The other thing that I've learned is life happens no matter what your bank account. <laughs> Have you noticed that? Life happens no matter what your bank account. So in other words, you need to make it a point to make sure that you save so that when rainy days come, or in case of COVID-19, rainy months <laughs> come, that financially we're better prepared for it. I think one of the reasons why many of us as Americans find ourselves in the situation we find ourselves in is because we spent frivolously. We didn't prepare for a rainy day and COVID-19 hit us 
and rocked our world. Rocked our world. And we weren't financially prepared for it. So I would say as soon as we get a job, as soon as we get a career, as soon as we get back, let's build financially a savings account so that we are better prepared. Dave Ramsey recommends that you should have at least seven months worth of your salary in savings for an emergency situation. Seven months. And just imagine, just imagine if you would have had seven months of your salary saved with COVID-19. How much easier, how much less stressful would it have been to be able to get through this, to get through this time? So be, be financially prepared. I think the other thing that stood out to me is community. How important community is. And I have to tell you that I am so disappointed right now to see how the numbers for COVID-19 are going back up astronomically. I mean, it's just crazy to watch. But then you go back and I don't know if you've seen some of the, some of the videos of COVID-19 this weekend or 4th of July weekend. There were some beaches where people were practicing safe social distancing. It was great. I think there was a beach in New Jersey that I saw that was, it was really great. But then there was a beach in Florida where there was no safe social distancing at all. People were having a really great time. There was also a lake in Missouri. There's, I mean, it, it, there's just a list of examples that I saw. And, and those, one of, those are one of the reasons why we see it rising. The cases of COVID-19, we see it rising. But I also understand why. One of the challenges of COVID-19 is we miss gathering. We miss being together. We miss connecting. We miss laughing. We miss just being able to go to my grandfather's house, to take my kids to their grandfather's house, to be able to see their granddad or their grandma. Families are missing moments like that. So this reminds me that we are made for community and not to take community for granted, to value it every single day of every moment, because you just never know. You just never know when community will be taken away. So, and, and I'm, I'm grateful, I'm grateful for Zoom. I mean, Zoom has helped, but Zoom is also awkward, <laughs> isn't it? The awkward Zoom silence, it, it's, it, it's awkward. But I'm grateful for it because it, it really has made a difference. Not only that, the other lessons that, that I've seen is, is to build your life around priorities. Build your life around what really matters. What COVID-19 did was it forced us to really begin to think about what really matters and to prioritize what really matters families. It matters. And then finally, the other thing that COVID-19 has taught me and looking at, you know, the racial challenges that has taught me as well is to value people. It's to truly value people. And maybe that goes back to being my brother's keeper too, because you know what, when I value people, you know what that does? That also changes my mindset towards people. I wear the mask because I value you. I value you. We value those who are willing to put, himself, put themselves on the line. Because you know, 
when the cases of COVID-19 rises, then also we put our doctors and nurses at greater risk. When I choose not to wear a mask into Costco or the grocery store or into a restaurant, I put all of those people at risk. I just learned to value people. You know who else we value? Teachers. <laughs> right? We have learned to value teachers who invest in our kids. And hopefully when COVID-19 ends, we will all come to the same conclusion. Everyone in the educational field needs a raise. <laughs> right? They need a raise for what it is that they put up with and, and deal with every day. But what have you learned as a result of COVID-19? You know, in, in James chapter 1, verses 2 through 4, it says, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. For when your endurance is fully developed, you'll be perfect and complete, needing nothing. You know what it means is, is when we go through the challenges, when we allow our challenges to build us and to help us grow, it, it creates maturity in our lives. And as I look at that, one of the things I've been, I've been, okay, I'll just say it. I'm a fan of Supernatural. <laughs> if you don't know what Supernatural is, it is a show that's on the CW. It's been on, I think, for about 15 years, and I've watched it pretty much since day one. And they deal with ghosts and goblins and demons and all that kind of stuff. And maybe, you know, some people might judge me and say, as a pastor, you shouldn't watch that show, but I do. <laughs> but, but I have. I've, I've always liked, and, and I've moved away from the horror genre a little bit more recently as I've gotten older. Some of it has gotten a little bit too dark for me. But I've always liked things in that genre where you deal with ghosts and those kind of elements. And I think one of the reasons why is because ultimately you have good and bad, and, and they triumph. You know, and, and there's that battle, and eventually you have good triumphing over evil. So I've, I've always kind of liked that that element of it. And, and with Supernatural, I mean, there's some weird takes on God. I'll, I'll admit that, but I don't watch it for my for its theological soundness. <laughs> I watch it just because it's fun. But one of the things that happened is this season was supposed to be its last season, and so it came on to Netflix. So. I've watched it on Netflix. I've been excited to watch it and everything because this is the final season. And so I did. I waited for it to come onto Netflix so that way it'd be easier to watch. And then what happened is I got to episode 16 and episode 16 ended. And I was like, that doesn't feel like a series finale. Like it feels like it's just amping up. Like it's just getting started. What's what's going on? And, and I kind of felt gypped, right? So I actually went on Google and I Googled Supernatural and what I found was they decided to stop shooting because of COVID-19 
So they didn't bring the season back because they can't until they reshoot. So they're actually going to finish it in the fall. And I think that there's only like four episodes left. There's only four episodes left. So they're just going to show that next fall. But as I was watching it, I was like, oh, you know, it, it just caught me. So another show that I used to watch was a show called Kyle XY. It was about this, it was a teen angst show. It was this kid who suddenly wakes up in the forest of Seattle and he ends up being taken in by this family and he ends up having like superhero kind of powers and everything. And I, I watched it for like three seasons and then there's like a love triangle that's happening. And then he meets this guy and he gets into a fight with this guy. And at the end of it, the guy says, I'm your brother. And then it ends. Like that was the series finale. And, and people everywhere that were Kyle XY fans were angry. And, and the reason why is it was just canceled. And for some reason they didn't plan well or finance, uh, finances. I, I don't know the reason why, but for some reason they never finished the show. And I felt gypped. Now, why am I giving those two examples? Because in the second example, here's someone that went through a challenge. And this challenge was going to, Kyle was about to take this next step in, I guess, the evolution of this character. And, and things were about to come to a head. And, and it was going to come to a conclusion. And people, people were really excited about that. And then it ended. It ended. I really want to encourage you to make sure you learn from your life lessons because I don't want your life to just end where its potential has been lost, where the, the difference in life that you could have made is gone. The opportunity that you could have had to be the best mom or the best dad, best dad that you could have been, the potential that you could have had in developing intimacy in your relationship with God, the potential of, of all of that, if, if we don't learn from the lessons of our past, if we waste the pain of our past, then we never get to the series finale of our lives. And our lives will always be an incomplete show. Haven't we felt that? Like, haven't, haven't we been to funerals and stuff like that where people will say things like, oh, he passed away too soon. And, and why do they say that? Because they feel, they, they feel like he had more left to do or, or she had more left to do. Like, like, there should have been more to this life that they had. Don't let that be the story of your life. Let your story be that you learned your lesson and that you grew. And even if that means that like Supernatural, your life goes on a hiatus for a while because you get stuck in your life lesson, the great thing is the next season will come where you can complete the story of your life. So that's what I want to encourage you to really reflect on and to begin to think about. Let's complete the story of our lives to become the people that we've been called and created to be. 
Well, again, thank you so much for being a part of this podcast. I, I, again, my, my hope is that this podcast really is an encouragement to you. That you see this as an opportunity to be able to grow and to develop and change and see yourself become all that God has called you to be. That you will allow yourself the opportunity to maybe dig in and, and really begin to just look at your life and to take that next step, whatever the next step is in your growth, in your development, I'm hoping this podcast will encourage you with that, that it will inspire you maybe to look at things and think about some things differently, that it will maybe make you uncomfortable and not in a, not uncomfortable in a way that you want to turn it off. I, mean, I hope that you don't, but uncomfortable in a way that you realize like, man, I, I do need to deal with that aspect of my life so that I can move forward and become the person that God has called me and made me to be. I really do hope that that becomes a story of your life as well. This Sunday, we're beginning a brand new series called Seven. And here's what we're gonna do is we're gonna look at seven words that we are familiar with in Christianity. A few of these words are words that we throw around a lot, but I think that they lose their oomph. They lose their spiritual fervor because sometimes maybe we just don't dig into the real thought or real meaning behind these words. And maybe if we understood them, it would cause us to live this life very, very differently. Very differently. So this week, we're actually going to jump in and we're, we're going to talk about the word love. It's one of those words we throw around a lot in Christianity. But what does it really mean to love? What does it really mean? So don't miss this coming Sunday. As we kick off this brand new series, you can watch it on our live stream. Uh, we've decided because of the outbreak of COVID-19, we've decided to forego having services in our parking lot for now. We were practicing safe social distancing. We were doing all the measures to keep it as safe as possible. But when we saw the numbers, the way that they trended upward recently, we decided it's just better to be safer to protect our community. So we're going back to having services online only. So I would encourage you, come on out next Sunday. Um, at least come on out to your television <laughs> or your phone or your laptop and watches will be both on YouTube and Facebook at 10.30 a.m. as we kick off this brand new series, which I'm really excited about. So again, just to remind you, encounter is about three things. Love up. Let's be madly and passionately in love with God. Love out. Let's love our fellow man because we are our fellow band's keeper. And love in. Hey, take care of yourself. Make sure that you're taking steps to grow spiritually. Make sure you're taking steps to grow physically. Make sure you're taking steps to, to grow intellectually. Make sure you're doing what you need to be a better you. So that way you can serve God as effectively as you can. Well, take care. God bless you. And we'll be with you once again next week. Thank you for taking a moment to listen to the Encounter Community Church podcast. If you're looking for a way to get more connected to our church, head over to our website at encountercommunity.church 
You can see the times of our services, as well as the events that are happening at our church. And you can feel free to come out and join us. Also, if you'd like to make a donation uh, to our church, allowing us to continue to make a difference in our community, then you can head over to the page that says online giving, and you can follow the link from there. Well, take care. God bless you. And we're looking forward to seeing you once again next week.